let's let's go to our Bibles. Let us go to the book of Mark. The book of Mark, chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. I see Pastor K is in the house. <laughs> uh, uh, <coughs> if I talk, you'll finish up the sermon. Amen. So I'm planning to talk at some point. Let us read verse, Mark chapter 10, verse 49 and verse 50. Mark chapter 10, verse 49. In verse 50. If you are there, say amen. amen. Hear the word of the Lord. The Bible says, And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort. Arise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, arise, he is calling you. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And he, Casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. First, he cast away his garment before rising. The garment having been cast away, he rose. Having risen, he then came to Jesus. Are we, are we together, saints? May God bless the reading of his word. We are, we are reading one of those uh, classics that we find in the Bible. It's a story of a man by the name of Bartimaeus. Do you remember Bartimaeus? Uh, it's a story of the name Bartimaeus. One, one thing that we know about Bartimaeus is that Bartimaeus was a blind man. That is the narrative of his life. He was a blind man sitting by the roadside in Jericho. And as Jesus is passing by... <coughs> Bartimaeus shouts, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stops and he heals him. And that's the end of the story of Bartimaeus. <coughs> or so it would seem if we were to limit Bartimaeus to just a blind man. I have observed that in the Bible, whenever you see the Bible, inspiration going to the pains of identifying someone by their name, it means that this person was not just a nobody, but was significant in society. I mean, we have people like the woman at the well. What was her name? She was just the woman at the well. We have the people that, we have, we have the woman that touched the hem of Jesus coming. What was her name? She was just the woman with the issue of blood because some of those were not significant, at least to the economy of the time. But when it comes to Bartimaeus, Mark is careful to mention who this man was because this guy was significant to the economy of his time. Not only does Mark identify who this guy was, he even identifies his father. You have to be important for us to know your father. How together? Who knows my father here? 
Exactly my point. You don't know. But if I were to ask, who knows Joshua Maponga's father? We know him, Maponga Senior. Because he's significant. Who knows Ted Wilson's father? We know him, Wilson Senior. Because he's significant. Who knows Obama's father? We know he was from Kenya. Because he's significant. Significant people are always identified by their names and where they are coming from. So, but Timias was an important person in his community. But the Bible says he was blind. Here is somebody that matters who has an ailment and his ailment, the Bible says, he was, he, was, he was blind. He was probably from a rich family, I do not know. He was probably from a significant uh, lineage. The Bible does not tell us. But what the Bible is careful to tell us is that Bartimaeus was, was blind. And have you ever realized that just one thing that goes wrong in his life and suddenly the narrative of his life is identified by his blindness? blindness and not who he was. I've observed that too often there are a lot of things that we do, but just the one thing that went wrong in your life and it becomes the narrative of your existence. Of all the things that we know about Bartimaeus, the one thing that always stands out is that Bartimaeus was blind. Nothing else seems to stand out except the fact that he was what? He was, he was blind. Bartimaeus was a blind man. That's what the Bible says. He was a blind man at a time where there was no cure for blindness. There was no hospital he could go to. There was no salve he could apply to his eyes. There was no cure for blindness. Bartimaeus had to learn to adapt to his blindness. Because as people, we adapt to situations. He was a blind man who he could not be cured in any other way that existed at the time. All that he had was to adapt to his situation. And what did Bartimaeus do? Read your Bible carefully. The Bible says he sat by the wayside. <laughs> this was Jericho, the busiest city in their economy. And Jesus is on his way out. That means Jesus was using the main road. And Bartimaeus sat by the roadside. He was sitting where everything else was moving. Have you ever felt the frustration of sitting where everyone else seems to be moving? You are wondering, why am I here? Whilst my friends are already there. You are seated and everything else is moving. But beyond the pain of watching others, of, of, of sitting and being blind, was the fact that he had to watch them moving. He had the proximity but not the access to the economy of the movement. As he sat there, he knew that now there was a rich man passing. He knew that now there was a procession passing. He knew he could hear. He knew what was happening because he was close enough, yet not close enough to be part of it. Because Bartimaeus was blind. Seated by the wayside. With no solution to his problem, all that Bartimaeus had to do was to learn to adapt. Have you ever seen blind people who beg on the street corners? There are two things that you will always find with them. The first thing that you will always find is a cup. A cup that they are always carrying so that you can contribute to, 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 
try and help them out. Here is Bartimaeus with an issue. And the first thing that we identify that he always probably had was a cup for baking. This is the cup where people would throw in whatever they could that, that they could throw in in order to help him. But you and I already know that whatever it is that they throw in could not help him because regardless of how long he had been baking, he was still a blind man. He had a cup that he went around with. Not only did he have a cup, but the verse that we read just told us that Bartimaeus also had a coat. So he had a cup and he had a coat. A coat to protect him from the elements of the weather. A coat to keep him warm on cold days. And a cup for his sustenance. Begging in his coat, carrying his cup. This was the life of Bartimaeus. This is how he had adapted to his circumstances. These were his survival tools. His cup and his coat. He would wait there, shaking his cup, shaking the few coins in it, hoping that a kind man would pass by and throw in a few coins. He had a cup. This was his means of survival. He could not survive without his cup, for he had nothing to co collect the messes of the passerby unless he had his, his cup. I've observed that we all have our cups that we have used, we use as instruments to adapt to things that we cannot change about our lives. We, to, we adapt to, to the damage in our lives using the cups that we have. If only you could look into my cup and see how much people have thrown in that could not help me. If you look into my cup, you will see the advice of friends who thought they could help, but they could not solve my situation. If you look into my cup, you will see every Ponzi scheme that I have tried in, to, to, to do in order to get ahead. If you look into my cup, you will see my disappointments. If you look into my cup, you will see everything that I have tried, tried to solve my situation, but I'm still a blind man with a cup. He could not leave his cup behind because his cup was for his survival. He survived through his cup. I need my cup. I have to have my cup. Otherwise, I can't function. I can't survive. I need to have my cup. We, he needed his cup. Not only did Bartimaeus have his cup, but he also had his coat. For as long as I have my coat and my cup, I can survive yet another day by the busy streets of Jericho. That was the life of Bartimaeus. He had learned to adapt because as people we adapt. He had his coat for comfort. Uh, will it be safe for me to ask the church, where do you go for comfort? When things get cold and uncomfortable, who do you tend to for comfort? Bartimaeus had his coat. What is your coat? As he sat there by the wayside, all he had was his cup and his coat. His cup to collect the coins that the people would throw in. 
his coat to keep him comfortable. But I want you to realize that the fact that he had the cup and the coat does not take away the fact that the cup and the coat could not heal his malfunction, his dysfunction. This was the life of blind Bartimaeus. But I, I, probably you are thinking, no, 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 but I'm not a blind man. Why should you preach to us about blind people? We are not blind here. And of course, I don't see anyone blind here. But as much as we are all not blind, we all have a blind spot somewhere. Have you ever realized how scared you get when you are thinking of changing lanes and you did not? Then suddenly a car passes that you never saw. That's the danger of having a blind spot. It always hits you without seeing it coming back. And the whole car is gone simply because of a small blind spot. We all have our blind spots. Things that always hit us whilst we are facing where we are going. We all have an issue of blindness. But where is your blind spot? It's a small spot. It's a small spot where you have no clarity. But that once can cause the wreckage and the loss of life. Just a small blind spot. Batimius was a blind man. This is the narrative of his life. Or at least this was the narrative of his life until one day. Until one day, I need you to understand that every day had been the same until one day that Jesus was passing by. I love David. He says, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. As they say in the streets, one day is one day. The Bartimaeus, the Bible says, he heard that Jesus was passing by. <laughs> Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was passing by. I don't know if you are noticing this, but the blind man can hear. We thought everything was wrong with this man. But the blind man can hear. And he heard that Jesus was passing by. And the Bible says faith comes by hearing. And hearing the word of God. If you are an Adventist, you would know the song. That we have heard a joyful sound. Jesus said, but he has heard. Can I talk to somebody? The solution to his problems was not the sight he did not have, but the hearing that had remained. I thought God wanted to bless me 
with the, the things I lost. But God is saying, I, I never ordained what you lost for your blessing. My blessing will come through that which remained. Let the people who left be gone. Your blessing is in those that remained. Let the husbands who left be gone. Your blessing is in what remains. God does not bless us through what we lost, but that which remained. The devil is a liar. He took that, but what he did not take is this. And God wants to use this in order to solve your issue. He heard that Jesus was coming. And by hearing came faith. We often spend too much time wallowing and worrying and crying about the things that we have lost in life. Thinking that the day I lost it was the day my life was done. Come on, am I talking to somebody? That is the day I failed that exam, my life ended. The day I walked out of school, having lost an opportunity to get that degree, that day my life ended. Because we always think that God wanted to bless us through those things. But God is saying to Bartimaeus, what you lost, you lost. But I want to work with that which remained. Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was passing by. And the Bible says, and he shouted, Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. You have never been in trouble until you find yourself worshiping God to a point of becoming a nuisance to everyone around you. When life is shyly proper, you will worship God regardless of what they say. You will find me here at church at half past eight. It's not because I love being punctual in life in shyly. So the Sabbath wanting to worship because of what you have come through. In our church, we don't. I don't care about your church. All that I want is the attention of my God. For as long as it's is our worship with our straight line jackets, no one comes out sweating from church. No one comes out with a strained voice in church, except for me who's preaching. <laughs> we have not started worshipping. For as long as our worship is cornered and straightened and ordered in a certain way, that when you get to this point, you turn right, you march, you march. When you get here, you turn left, you march to march. And once we begin to worship running until we don't know where to stop, jumping until we have not yet begun to deal with our issues. Ah, they said to him, you are making a noise. But it, the Bible says, he shouted all the more. Here is the truth. 
my opinion of your worship will not get you the results you want in your life. How to get? You will go home alone and deal with your issue. Enjoy. Are you understanding me? That elder was telling you, no, you can't clap hands in church. He does not have the need to worship to a point of clapping hands. You do. All that he has is the few coins that he wants to throw into your cup. Uh, but I think we missed something. <laughs> the blind man can scream. Not only can he hear, the blind man can also scream. You see, the narrative begins with what he does not have. But the more we know about him, the more we see what he has compared to what he does not have. Then you begin to realize that regardless of where you are in life, if you look close enough, you have more to work with in against that which you do not have than what you don't have. So here is what I'm trying to say to you, saints. Use all that you have to get all that you don't have. You see, our problem is that we want to use what we don't have to get what we don't have. <laughs> because we have been taught that way, ne? You want to have money to make money. But I'm here to tell you, use what you have to get the money you will use to make money. Because what you have is always more than what you have lost. Yeah. And he screamed. Had he not screamed, maybe Jesus would have passed by. And he would have remained a blind man. Had he listened to those guys who were always close to Jesus, the Peters, the Johns, and them, he would not have gotten his miracle. If we can call it rebellion, let it be that. <clears throat> so he shouted, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. Ah, if we had time, we would understand why he chooses to call Jesus son of David and why Mark has even identified him as the son of Timaeus. He is the son of a man calling the son of a man, son of a man. But we don't have to have time to go there. The Bible says, and he shouted, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Commercial break. <clears throat> you have to love the Bible. Now, the Bible says, and Jesus stood still. 
and commanded him to be called. And they called him. And he threw off his coat, arose, and came to Jesus. But before we get to that part, here is the part that I want you to, 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 to see with me. The Bible says, and Jesus stood still. <clears throat> you see, I, I, there is always a significance. Accuse me of overanalyzing, it's fine, but listen to this. There is always a significance to the posture that the Bible always defines Christ standing or, or you taking in the Bible. Altogether, the Bible will say Jesus was seated for a reason as much as the Bible will say he was standing for a reason. And in this case of Bartimaeus, the Bible says Jesus stood still. When Jesus is standing and when Jesus is seated, those mean two different things. Stay with me. Isaiah says, chapter 6, in the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up, seated on his throne. He was seated. On his throne. The Bible says in the book of John, when they got that woman who had been caught in the in adultery, when they brought him to Jesus, Jesus was seated at the temple. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. The last part, when he had finished patching our sins by himself, he went and he sat by the right hand of the Father. Because when Jesus is sitting, it tells us that he's in the business of dispensing mercy. For as long as Jesus is seated, he's in the business of distributing mercy. But then, what of when Jesus stands? When they were stoning Stephen, Acts chapter 6, 7, 8, Stephen says, when he looked, he says, I saw, I see the heavens opened, and I see the Son of Man standing at the right hand of the throne of God. Daniel chapter 12, he says, and in those days, Michael shall stand. When Jesus stands, it means he is bringing an era to an end. Ah. When they were stoning Stephen, the 490 years of probation was coming to an end that very day. When Michael shall stand, the, few, the history of earth will be coming to an end that day. And in the issue of Bartimaeus, the Bible says, and Jesus stood. It doesn't matter what has been happening, whatever it is, when Jesus stands, that era is coming to an end. Amen. Amen. Mm. Yeah. 
I pray that Jesus may stand in your space this morning. That Jesus may stand. We do not want Jesus to be sitting tonight, today. We need him to stand. That is why we sing Pagama. That is our song this morning. Pagama. Stand in my life. Because when Jesus stands, something is about to fall. But here is another thing. Jesus was on his way out of Jericho because that very same week Jesus had some very important issues to deal with. Altogether, from Jericho he would go on to ride into Jerusalem on a donkey, and then later that week he would be crucified. Altogether, so Jesus has a very important and busy schedule. But when Bartimaeus shouted, he stood. Maybe you do not see what I see. But I want to take time to praise and to worship God. Who He could have gone anyway. He could have had more important people to attend. But he's a God who stands still to listen to a man like me. You don't understand because you don't know me. If you understand how much I have fallen, how, 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 how weak and wicked my heart is, yet the God of heaven still has time to stand for me. For me. He stood for Bartimaeus. Issues of the eternity of earth were in the sight of Jesus. He was going into the end, the defining moment of the history of earth. He was going to fulfill prophecies that had been set in motion before the foundations of earth. But when poor Bartimaeus called, he stood still. Here's the other thing. As I've indicated, never again would Jesus come this way. I wish you could hear that, what I just said. Moments of greatness Moments of emancipation. The moments you have been praying for in your life never come to stay. The moments are always passing by. Don't you hesitate and you think that Jesus will yet again come this way. Never will he walk down Jericho Road anymore. He was passing by. And Bartimaeus had but just one opportunity. One opportunity. Because the moments of the movement of God in our lives are always passing by. The Bible says the, 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 the woman with the issue of blood. 
Jesus was, had been called by Jairus as he was passing by. She saw an opportunity as he was passing by. Moses, uh, uh, Exodus chapter 33, says, God, Lord, show me your glory. And God says, I, I will cause my goodness. Because it is always passing by. Don't, and then some of us, we are thinking, no, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll get around to it tomorrow. No, 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 I'm still busy with this. I want to try this before I can try God. He's, that is why we sing, pass me not, O gentle Savior, hear my humble cry. Because we know that the moments of our victory are always passing by. Grab it before it passes by. Don't you think you'll have another opportunity? That is why I'm saying this is the day for Patimias. It could be the day for you because today is also... I was passing by. And then he stops when this man shouts. We are done. Don't worry, we are done. And he says, <laughs> the Bible says he told them to call him. <laughs> Is it not beautiful how Jesus tells the very same people who are telling him to shut up to be the messengers to go and call him to come and receive his miracle. The people who are telling you to shut up, when Jesus called him to come through, the Bible says, this, this, this was a hard moment for Patimias. And I need to appreciate the difficulty of this moment. <clears throat> when Jesus is calling him, Patimias has to make a choice. He can either let go of his cup and his coat to come to this man, or he can hold on to the things that have worked for him so far. You're not hearing me. You see the cup and the coat have been faithful to him for years. He knows how to work with them. He is used to them. He knows how to make them work for him. But when Jesus calls him, he has to let go of what he knows in pursuit of what he does not know. He has to let go of what he can see and touch in pursuit of what he is only promised. He has to let go of the physical in pursuit of something he is yet to understand. That's the difficulty of the moment. That the call of God is for you to let go of what you have been you doing your entire life to survive. <laughs> they say madness. Is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. But that statement sometimes forgets to acknowledge that that which I've been doing over and over has been sustaining me for years. But I guess the choice 
becomes whether or not we want to be comfortable in blindness or we want to take a leap of faith into the unknown. The issue is you can be comfortable where you are. I'm not here to threaten anyone and say that God will take away what you already have. You you are okay. Where you are, you are comfortable. You can continue there for the next 10 years. It's fine. But maybe this sermon is for those who are saying, I have adapted to this life, but I want something better. But you see, for you to get that something better, you have to let go of something. That which you have been running to for comfort, some of us, is a certain relationship that you have to decide to walk away from in order to move on. Am I talking to somebody? God is calling you. Yes, that boyfriend has been working for you. That girlfriend has worked for you for years. She has been a source of comfort for time. But if you want to remain where you are, keep her. But if like me, you are saying, Lord, I have adapted to this, but now I need to cross over, then maybe you ought to let go of your cup. That which you go to for comfort, what is it? What is, is it a bottle of beer? Does it make you feel good when you are stressed? Does it give you time to relax and be comfortable? That is where you go for comfort. For the next 10 years, it will comfort you if you want to keep it. But if you feel that now I want to move to the next level, let go of your cup. What is it that has been keeping you? How have you adapted to your life? Is this the best you can be? Is this where you were coming? Have you arrived? Maybe if you have not arrived, the Bible says, and Patimias threw off his coat and arose and came to Jesus. His coat. Coat, 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 coat. There's something about the coats in the Bible. Something about the coat. The Bible talks of the coat of Elijah. <laughs> that when he was giving, living, he gave to Elijah. The Bible talks about the coat of, 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 of Joseph that his father gave him as a symbol of life. The Bible talks about the coat, the robe of glory that will be given to when we get to heaven. Because there is something significant about the coat. The coat was always a symbol of someone's authority and someone's status in society. <clears throat> The coat was what the men used to hide and keep their valuables under the coat. The coat was always there to protect them when it's too hot or to keep them warm when it's too cold. The coat will protect them from the dust. They would cover themselves with it. The coat was always something that every man in Israel ought to have. You see, whenever he slept, his coat knew his tears. Whenever Bartimaeus slept without food, his coat knew his story. And this is the call of Jesus. Take off your coat and come to me. Whatever it is, leave it behind and come to a new kind of existence. And he, casting away his coat, arose and he came to Jesus. Jesus. 
And the Bible says Jesus healed him of his illness. Jesus healed him of his issue. I don't know how he will heal you. But what I know is that you too can rise and let go of your coat and your cup and Jesus will heal you. The other blind man, Jesus spit in his face. The other one, he took soil and mixed it with his spit and smeared his eyes. But this time he does not use that. You see, God will not heal you the same way he healed me. God will not deal with your issue the way he dealt with mine. I'm not calling you to a particular kind of healing. I am calling you to a God who does the healing. Whichever way he does, Lord, I arise that you may heal me. My cup and my coat, I will leave. I will leave this that I know and take a chance with that which I do not know. Is there somebody? Let us pray now. Is there somebody who says, Lord, my cup and my coat, I know my cup. I know my coat. It has comforted me through dark times. Through stormy days, it has been there for me. But Lord, I need a new experience. If you are there, I'll invite you to stand with me. You know your cup. You know your coat. Maybe it's time that you leave it behind in pursuit of this Jesus and whatever it is that he has to offer you. As we are praying, call your cup by his name. Call it by his name. Your coat and your cup, call it by its name. Maybe yours is a person. Maybe yours is a food or a drink. Maybe yours is a certain behavior. Maybe yours is a certain place where you go. Maybe yours is a certain thing that you do. Maybe yours is a certain expression, a certain anger that you know you have that gets you by. Maybe yours is just crying in order to survive the day. Whatever it is, that is yours. God wants to give you his and is asking you to let go of yours. It has worked for me for many years, but... I need a new experience. And he casting away his garment, I am leaving it behind. And I'm coming to you. Our heads are bowed as we are praying. As you are praying for yourself where you are, you know what your cup is. Our eyes are closed. You know what your cup is. You know what your coat is. As I am continuing, you are praying. Praying in your spirit, praying in your mind, praying that God may give you the strength to make the decision, the kind that Bartimaeus made. Let go of your cup, let go of your issue. It has worked for you to survive thus far, but who says you need to survive when you can live? Let go of that which helps you to survive to a God who gives you life and life in abundance, abundance of quality and abundance of quantity of life. Let go of your cup. Let go of your coat. You know it. You know its color or complexion, whatever the issue. You know its nature. 
You know what it does for you, what it does to you. You know how it makes you feel when you want to feel good about things. You know how it gets you through the day. But it is not enough. You are a child of God. Patimius was not a nobody. He was a child with a destiny. Lord, help me to let go of my coat. Help me to let go of my past. And I need to assure you that Jesus is the time to stand even for you as he has time to stand for me. He stands so he can hear you and he's calling you to let go of it. But before he can expect you to let go of it, he has taken time to stand in your space because he'll never ask you to do what he has not demonstrated himself. He has stopped you. Every mission of heaven is stopped and the ear of heaven is inclined towards you this morning because God wants to give you the strength to let go of that which has comforted you over the years so you can embrace that which is to comfort you for eternity. In the name of Jesus, this is our prayer of faith. Let the saints say amen. May God bless the reading of his word. We may sit down. Amen. Bye, bye, bye.